Back on Show Me Today, the legislative session begins next month. Lawmakers making their intentions known of what bills they hope to get passed and signed into law. Anthony Morbeth caught up with Republican Senator Bill Eigel on his priorities for the 24th session. And I've been working on this for years, trying to eliminate personal property tax in Missouri. And the reason is, you know, most other states, 29 other states, have already gotten rid of personal property tax. Uh, And I think that that is a positive, a really positive step that Missouri ought to make. And we have so much money going to government right now. There's never been a better time to look at reforming our tax code and bringing down the tax burden. So uh, this week I'm going to be filing, this time, a constitutional amendment. Uh, that will require some spending discipline in Jefferson City to facilitate getting rid of personal property tax at the lower level. Basically, specifically how it's going to work, it's going to require a combination of either spending cuts or revenue growth, natural revenue growth, to be re- to reimburse local counties uh, for personal property tax revenues that they may be short on, which will, and at the same time, it'll get rid of personal property tax. Uh, in the state of Missouri. So that's a tremendous, if you look at the reasons, if you look at other states that are growing and why they're growing, it's because they're able to fund their local and state services without bad tax mechanisms like personal property tax, which really punishes working and middle-income class households. And part of the reason, unfortunately, that it's been such a difficult push down in Jefferson City is, you know, this is not a special interest bill. There isn't a single lobbyist working the hallways of Jefferson City trying to help me get this bill passed. This is a bill uh, that I filed and have wanted to take up and be the champion of because I know how many Missourians are actually hurting out there and how difficult it is for a lot of households just to pay five or $400 every December 1st for something as simple as owning a car. So uh, I think this is great for everybody in the state of Missouri, regardless of where you're from, and we can absolutely make a priority to make this happen in the state. So your proposal in the 23 session would have reduced property taxes on autos, farm equipment, and other personal property. Is this the same exact bill from the 23 session? No, this is a brand new constitutional amendment that will eliminate personal property tax in its entirety. You know, uh, we tried to go the route of taking uh, little nibbles and bites out of personal property tax last year. And what we found was, is even when I was able to achieve a consensus in both the Senate and the House, the lobbyists and special interests of Jefferson City still found a way to torpedo that bill by trying to bring in a conversation at the last second about sports gambling. So this time around, We're going to go for the entire pie, and we're just going to have a very public conversation between the legislature and the people of this state. I I know where the people stand. The people know that we've got to get rid of this tax, and that's what's best for Missouri. So we're going to be working on finding out who in the legislature or who in statewide office is going to get up and get behind uh, the proposal I'm putting forth, and maybe more importantly – Who's going to actually work against this? Who's going to stand in the way of helping those working and middle-income class households uh, in across our state by opposing eliminating personal property tax? That's right. I, I, I recall as you were talking, uh, last session was proposed relief, and this is just a widespread, complete elimination of it. So obviously that's going to be a big topic of discussion in the 2024 legislative session. We're talking with Republican Senator Bill Eigel of Weldon Spring on Show Me. Today we're discussing legislative priorities for the 2024 session. And subscribe to Show Me today wherever it is you get your podcasts or on our website at MissouriNet.com to listen to this entire interview and entire episodes of Show Me today. I know a couple of other things, uh, especially during my time covering the Missouri State Senate. Let's talk here. Initiative 
petition reform. This was something that was discussed and did not get passed. Talk me through, first off, for our listeners that don't know what it is, what is initiative petition, and what are you hoping to do this year as opposed to the proposals from last year? Sure. So initiative petition is the process by which uh, signatures can be gathered to put a proposal that will change the Constitution before the voters of the state. And currently in Missouri, if enough signatures are collected and 50 plus 1 percent of voters support the measure when it goes on to the ballot, that creates a change to the Constitution. What we've seen in recent years are very powerful special interests coming into the state of Missouri and using the initiative petition process uh, to pass very dishonest, very uh, destructive items into the Missouri Constitution. And so the, the legislature has been looking uh, for an opportunity to reform this process. And when I talk about, you know, kind of the abuse and some of the problems with this process, you know, let's keep in mind, just look at the last one that was passed last November, Amendment 3, which was uh, was sold as the Marijuana uh, Legalization Initiative petition. Well, in reality, uh, that was 38 pages and 50,000 words that got put into our, our Constitution. And, and virtually none of that, uh, all of those changes, virtually none of those changes ended up in the 100-word ballot summary language that was actually put in front of voters. Uh, it was a violation of the single-subject clause. It should have been rejected, by the way, from the ballot by our Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, who didn't do his job. And so now the people of Missouri were harmed by having stuff go into their Constitution that, quite frankly, most of them don't know what was in it because it was so long. So we're looking at ways to reform that process. And what we have been proposing in the legislature is a uh, an increase by in the standard by which approval will happen and a change will be made to the Constitution. What I'm proposing in, in particular, I'm going to be filing this Constitution amendment this week, is in addition to the basic 50 plus 1 percent standard that we have uh, currently, I would like to add a second standard uh, that must be met, a second threshold in, in, at the ballot on Election Day that must be met in order for the change to go into effect. And what we call it is the second standard is known as a concurrent majority, meaning that a majority of the House's con or the state's congressional districts must also approve the measure in addition to the basic 50 plus 1 percent standard. So that means we have eight congressional districts, five out of the eight congressional districts will have to approve the measure individually, or it won't go into effect. What, what the effect that that will have is that right now, it takes actually very localized majorities in St. Louis and Kansas City to make changes to our Constitution. This will require a much more broad consensus in the state that includes interest, not just in our urban and suburban areas, but our rural areas as well, to make a change to our founding document. I think there's a lot of interest in moving in this direction. And as you said, we should have gotten this done last year. But, you know, Republicans, uh, even though we have one of the longest sessions anywhere in the country, of any state in the country, our leadership found a way to make sure that this didn't get done. So it's very frustrating. I do think that's going to be one of the first things we do in the upcoming session. And uh, my final question here, because I know that this was a hotly debated topic on the Senate floor in uh, the 23 session, and that's foreign ownership of land in Missouri, and obviously pretty timely given what's happening and what has been happening in the news for the past year. Talk me through mm -hmm. what you're hoping to get passed and talk me through your legislation and what it proposes to do. So the third constitutional amendment I'm going to be proposing this legislation has to do with prohibiting 
foreign countries from owning farmland in the state of Missouri. Uh, and the reason I want to prohibit all foreign countries, not just China, but all foreign countries and all foreign entities like the World Economic Forum, is because I believe it's a national security issue that Missouri farmland, our food supply, should only be owned by Missourians or at least Americans. Uh, and so under the constitutional amendment I'm going to be proposing this week, it will, one, prohibit any foreign entity or country from buying even one square inch of farmland in the state of Missouri, and two, it will require that any of the current foreign owners of Missouri farmland divest themselves of that ownership and restore ownership to American control within 24 months of the passage of the constitutional amendment. Uh, I don't know. You know, this isn't controversial outside of Jefferson City. It's not controversial. Uh, outside of Jefferson City, you know, the people understand this is, is, is a good thing. This is going to protect farmers in the state, and they're behind it. Inside Jefferson City, we have had a tremendous amount of interference on this issue, one from our Secretary of State, who almost single-handedly derailed a bill that came out of the Senate last year that, in fact, did prohibit uh, buying foreign ground in the state of Missouri. And two, we haven't had any help from our lieutenant governor and our governor, the governor, both of whom. Both of those individuals, Governor Mike Parson and Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe, both voted as state senators in 2013 to actually allow the sale of, of Missouri farmland to foreign entities back in two 2013. It opened the door for up to 270,000 acres of Missouri farmland to be, be sold overseas. So certainly, uh, I think it's fair to say we haven't seen any movement or help or push or or effort on their part to correct the problem that they made. And so now we're trying to step into the gap. And again, the problem is not that we don't know where the people of the state are. We know exactly what people are, are feeling in the state. They don't want to sell Missouri to foreign entities. We're really trying to overcome a status quo that hasn't wanted to see this happen now, going back for just over a decade. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.